Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you guys a really amazing story. I was um, just meditating on all these things and how it, it just kind of knocked me out a couple of times. I got kind of that <laughs> pow. I wonder if you know what I'm talking about. I hope that you will uh, continue to be just growing in your knowledge of the word and 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 I've told to about meditating and it's not anything it's just sitting and, and dwelling and thinking on uh on these truths and and saying lord just speak this truth to me and 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 it, sometimes it'll just it'll just come in a wave you're like wow i was not expecting that and yeah it's pretty amazing so i wanted to to share it with you and um i hope you get it i probably am not going to go into quite the depth of detail that is in my heart but anyway it's a lot um anyway so it's pretty exciting i live in a little town i think i've told you guys um where um a lot of the kids you know we just have a lot of fatherlessness and uh, a lot of struggle a lot of financial difficulty and so um i get with the youth and i try to encourage them one of the main stories that i i one of the main stories that I like to talk to the kids about is Joseph and they really relate to him and they really like that story. And so uh, there's, it's such an, <laughs> such an amazing story. And I wish I could just sit here and tell you the whole thing. Uh, it's just remarkable. And it's, it's really about Jesus. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and so when you look at these stories, I want you to see Jesus in every story. As Jesus said, you know, you guys think that you're, you know the scriptures and therefore you're in, <laughs> in like Flynn with God. But you don't even realize the scriptures are talking about me. And so Jesus was it, Joseph. I mean, not that he's the, he is Joseph, but he's just, he is, when Jesus came and he's a child, he, it says that he learned. And he grew in knowledge and wisdom. And so he had to be, have this revelation as a human being, okay? Because he's made, the Bible says, in all points as we are, yet without sin. So he had to learn just like you and I do. He, he learned. And he, he knew just by, like you do, you know that the Spirit of God is within you. In the same way, he, he was led by the, the Spirit of God. Yes, he's God come in the flesh, don't get me wrong. But it's he had to learn and 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 be fully human anyway so um you know he knew from these stories what his mission was he knew from these stories what his job was going to be and and all the you know, a lot of the things that he was going to go through so it wasn't a surprise to him so um the amazing thing about the story of joseph is i think that um it tells the story of jesus's first coming and his second. So what do I mean by that? Okay, so Joseph loved his father, just like Jesus loved his father. And he left on a mission one day from his father saying, go check on my sons, jo go check on your brothers. Well, jo Joseph wore that coat because he was, he was given the gift of being the, the one in charge because he was responsible. He was always wanting to do the right thing and his brothers not so much, right? So he goes on this this journey to go to see his brothers and you know his he catches his brothers misbehaving and they are not happy about it and they might plot to throw I mean they throw him in a pit. How much does that sound like our Lord Jesus, right? Didn't like it at all. These are his 
very own brothers. And then it turned out they're like, oh, but we can make money off of him. So let's throw him, uh, let's take him out of the pit and give him to these, these traders, basically child traffickers, you know, horrible. Um, and you know, he was sold as a slave and he, off he went and they never could, even if they'd wanted to find him, they could never have known where to even look. I mean, maybe he's in Egypt, maybe who knows exactly where he is. So, but God had a plan. So the amazing thing is that when he gets there again, Joseph is just always doing the right thing. So you see so many, sorry, so many pictures of Jesus all throughout and this is him, how he goes, uh, and, and he was raised to the high position of power in Potiphar's house. And so, you know, this is a slave, but he is obviously has the blessing of God on him. So he is raised to that position, but he refuses to do anything wrong. And then when the Potiphar wife comes on to him and he's like, no way. And then she ends up lying and guess what he goes in that dungeon so i kind of think that that is a picture of jesus's first coming to the world and fulfilling his mission that he was raised to, to this position of, of power and authority um in one in one way of looking at it okay you could say well it's all throughout but at the end he is he is ruling the world basically under under pharaoh and so, you know, we haven't really seen Jesus doing that in fulfillment. What we, what we know is that in the millennial reign, he will do that. So I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So now think of the, now he's in that dungeon and, the, you know, he's there and no end in sight, you know, because he now, you know, nobody wants to come up against Potiphar because he's very high position uh, uh, in a very high position of authority. And so he's just going to sit there and rot. And so I think of that as, you know, we've, since Jesus left, we've been <laughs> rotting. I, mean, I don't mean to be just, you know, negative or whatever, but the reality is, has it looked like Jesus runs the world? That'll be no, because yes, the kingdom has expanded as far as more are coming into the kingdom all throughout the, the world. But the beast has been running this, this, this world and just running roughshod over it. So now he is in this prison, in this dungeon. And again, he's, he is the top person even here, similar to how Jesus has been like in this picture, you know, he is, he is um, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We know that. And he, but he is not, has not assumed his role until now. And so when we look at Revelation 11, we see that the elders, the 24 elders bowing down, they're saying, you have assumed finally, it's come at last, you've come to assume your role. And so we're so excited now that the, his kingdom, we've gotten the gospel out to all the world. Okay. So imagine now he's still in this dungeon and he gives, he gives these, these, he's interprets these dreams. He's thinking, well, surely this is it. I'm going to come out of here. I'm going to, I'm out of here for sure. Cause these people are going right back. This guy's going right back to the King. He's surely going to tell what, who I am and that I don't deserve to be here and I, I should be set free. Yeah. He didn't do that. You know, all this time later, the king has that dream. You know, every time I look around, there's some king having a dream. The Lord puts it in the heart of the king to have a dream that he can't rest until he gets this solved. So now you see that 
immediately. Y'all got to look at this. I think it was, um, that's him in Potiphar's house. So these are the chapters, 37, Genesis 39, Genesis 41, if you want to read this. this it's, it's a beautiful read. You ought to just definitely listen to it on BibleGateway.com or, or you know, read it. Um, a great way to spend your Sunday. Um, Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, at once. I mean, immediately he was quickly brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. It sounds like it was about 15 minutes. <laughs> get, get showered, get shaved, and we're putting you some clothes on and, and hurry, hurry. And so just that quick that the King, our Lord Jesus, will be raised to this true, his true position of authority. Okay, assuming his great role as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and kicking out the beast, right? And that's, that's I guess, what I was thinking of uh, today. So now, as, as you are, I'm sure, um, so now here he is standing in front of him and, and he interprets the dream and he's put in this position to, to run the world and he's saving the world. He is, he, Joseph was used to save the world and our Lord Jesus is being used to save the world. It's an amazing thing. So now, you know, he, he's doing this. He's storing up the, the grain. I don't think most people even knew what Joseph was doing behind the scenes, except Pharaoh knew, okay, we're taking the grain. Yes, they're, they're, they're taking a portion of it from us. They, they probably thought, oh, well, we don't understand why we're having to give this grain. You know what? You'll find out eventually when there's a famine, you'll be glad to know that we've got some grain stored up and that we didn't just all fritter it away so now he is but he still hasn't hasn't you know seen his brothers surprisingly he did not go back to check on his brothers and most people if they're in a position of authority like that of basically the ruling the whole known world they would have been like i'm going back and getting them and bringing them to trial and they're going to go and pay for what they did because it's been years and years and years that, that joseph had suffered he didn't do that he didn't do that. He didn't even go back to see his father. And I'm sure he could have done that. So Joseph is very patient, very uh, just trusting the Lord in his timing. There may be some things in your life that you were saying, Lord, why is this not resolved in my life? Just, just hang on tight. The, you know, think of the long term. The Lord is, is working this out over a long term. And tr to be honest, you have more than your lifetime to get these things solved. We have eternity to get these things solved. I know that may sound like crazy talk, but it truly, it truly is. Just, just trust him if he wants you to resolve it now, or if he's going to have you wait and resolve it later, just like Joseph did. So now his brothers come to him. He could have revealed himself immediately. He did not. And that, this reminds me, I wonder about with the Lord Jesus, when he returns, will he, will he, will he reveal himself immediately in this picture, in this story? If this story is a picture of him coming into a position of authority in the millennial reign, if it's a picture of that, he didn't then. He tested them. He tested to see if they were going to care about their brother Benjamin. First, they, they, he, he, I'd never noticed this before, but I began to listen, uh, listen more closely to it. Because uh, a lot of times I watch the videos, but the videos don't always give all the details. And so they actually, he actually asked them, to pick who would stay because he said, I want to test you because I think you guys are spies. He says, I want to see, test, figure out who you want to leave here. Well, obviously they could not pick. So that's surprising. Well, Benjamin wasn't with them at this point, so they couldn't pick between all the brothers. So he ended up picking Simeon. 
And so then off they go and they're not in any big hurry to come back. And so they're being tested. And I think that right now we're being tested. I think we're being tested to see what are we, what are we made of? Do we really love people? Do we love these children? Do we love people uh, in, in North Korea? Do we love people who are being mistreated in Iran, in Saudi Arabia, in Venezuela? Do we care about our brothers? Do we really care or are we just like in it just for us? And I've literally had people ask me when I tell them some of these things about what's going on. Well, how does that affect me? I'm like, oh, you're missing the point. How could you miss the point? How is the love of Christ dwelling within you if you don't care about what's going on with these people being mistreated? You know, and, and um, just on a side note, it, uh, if you haven't really studied about the Federal Reserve, that is that is the Pharaoh over all of us, the central banks that control people all over their finances all over the world. That's what's caused all this poverty. And we've got to be delivered, set free from the Pharaoh that all these central banks all over the world. And that's one of the things I mentioned that, that Russia doesn't have a central bank. They kicked out the globalists. And that's why the globalists hate them so much. The banksters. These are the people at the top way above the Clintons and all these names that, you know, these are people who actually own the world. They own, it's probably, I don't know, 15,000 people who own half of the wealth of the entire world. You know, this is by, by satanic power and, and run all these governments and all that. So, um, you know, do we care about how these people are being mistreated and how these people are in Venezuela eating out of trash cans? And, and it's just, you know, that's what he's t testing his brothers. Do you care about your brothers? And so that was one of the things that really struck me about reading that story in the light of what's going on right now. And then the case is you've got to bring your brother Benjamin back. If you, you prove that you're not liars. And so Benjamin comes back. And when he saw him, he just about burst into tears that, and he's going to blow his cover. Right. And so he, but he doesn't want, he, he leaves the room and he composes himself and he comes back. And so that's not the only time that he's going to really lose control, you know, just, just about lose control, but they don't get it. They don't catch it. They don't recognize his face. They don't. And it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the, the road to Emmaus, you know, how the Lord Jesus uh, disguised himself. He's disguised himself <laughs> various times. So sometimes we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be entertaining angels unawares. Remember that verse? You just might never know what's really going on. All right. So then, so then he, they've come back with, with Benjamin and he's, he just about burst into tears, but then, you know, whatever, they had this big meal. He puts out this big fancy spread and they are thinking, Oh no, we are in trouble. The, you know, and so they are, because of their guilty conscience, you can tell they have such a guilty conscience. They haven't, they haven't ever told the father what really happened and the truth is going to come out eventually, but they, they've got that, that guilt on them. And so the, everything they, Oh, he's, we're, we're in trouble with God. Oh, we're in trouble with this man. He's going to do this to us because they have such a guilty conscience. And the man said, you know, the money that was in your bag, God must've put it there because you're good. And so he's just letting them be at, at peace, but they can't be at peace because they've got such guilty consciences. And so be very careful with yourself that you walk and uh, walk righteously with God so that you won't have that guilty conscience. So then he puts them all seats, them all at the table in age order. How did he know that? And I'm sure they're, you know, he, he can understand what they're saying because they're speaking Hebrew and, but they can't understand what he's saying. And they don't think that he can understand what they're saying. So they're wondering, well, how in the world he knew that? And so he's given them clues. And I think when the Lord Jesus 
returns, he will give us clues. And if we're really watching, we'll know, but they didn't know. They couldn't, they didn't, they, they had no idea. And again, it's a lot because they had such a, they were so concerned with their guilt, so covering up their crimes and covering up what they'd done wrong. It says that he who covers his sin won't prosper. They, they couldn't see clearly because they had like these blinders on, these spiritual blinders. And so they, that all they could see was, oh, you know, this man's powerful and, and he's going to whatever. They couldn't ever, they couldn't imagine he was their brother. That's the last thing they could think of. Anyway, so, and then he fed them Benjamin double gave him a double portion. And, and the good thing was he noticed that they were not jealous and they were, they were truly loving their brothers. And that's what we're seeing with the Lord Jesus is watching to see, do we care? I think of those, us in this movement, when we reach out to people, we're trying to help and we get slammed and you know, like what happened, judge Janine. And, and I know this happened to you and it's happened to me on a <laughs> continual basis. The Lord's like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You love despite how you're treated. And so, you know, sometimes you move along, sometimes you keep trying, so, you know, just, just trust the Lord. And uh, I'm not sitting here saying you should just be <laughs> always given the body. So that's not what I'm saying. All right. So now they get to the end of the dinner and they go, they go on home, head on home. And then they find out that the, the cup is in Benjamin's bag. So they're thinking he's, they, they come in, they grab him like, oh, we're bringing him back because he's obviously a thief. So this is their, another test. And so now he's in, he's in, uh, they've got, they brought him back and they're like, we're all going to, we'll have to all go to prison. We're all going to have to go to prison. So the only reason that, that, that Jacob let them bring Benjamin was because Judah had said, I will be personally responsible for Benjamin, I will not let anything happen to me. He said, you can kill my kids. I mean, like, how crazy is that? Like, Jacob would do such a thing. But he is he is willing to do whatever. And let me just tell you about Judah. Judah was the one who had the great idea to sell Joseph to the um, the traders, to the to the the merchants who the the slave merchants. So it was Judah, and so it. It, the, it appears that Judah was the one who had been the most changed because he had felt the most remorse over what he did. Imagine every day, never telling your father and his, your father's crying about that Joseph is dead and he's, he's been grieving all this time and your fault, it's your fault. Uh, imagine how Judah must have felt all those years, but he never did tell the truth. How's he going to tell his father and then never know where I mean, Joseph was? It just must have been a nightmare existence, right? So now they're like, no, Joseph's like, no, I'm not going to throw all of you guys in jail. I'll just put this, the offender in the jail, Benjamin. And the thought of that just made them all just shriek in terror. Oh no, we can't do that. And Judah pipes up and he says, sir, I've got to tell you, please, please don't be angry. Please let me tell you. And again, they're bowing down before him, just like Joseph's dream, right? It says, please, sir, please let me tell you the, the, what's going on with our father. He, we've, he's already lost one of his sons of, of, of his favorite wife. And, and now you know, he just, if he, if, if he dies, if something happens to him, he will die. He will, it'll kill him. I can't let it happen. Take me instead. Oh. So Judah is, Judah has changed. Judah really does care about his father now. And he cares about Benjamin. And this is what, Joseph needed to see 
that he would be willing to put himself in prison so that Benjamin wouldn't have to be. So he knew he had changed. And I think in a very similar way, the Lord's asking, have you changed? Do you care about these people? Are you willing to be treated rudely, be called every name and, and misunderstood? Are you willing to, do you have my love in you? Uh, and so he, Joseph is again, he's just, he can't stand it. He, he ended up having everybody else leave the room and look at what he said. Look at what he said. Y'all this is Genesis chapter 45. This is Genesis chapter 45. This is Genesis chapter 45. Did you hear me say that? Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, out all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept he wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. What's going on? This man, this amazing leader of our people who saved everyone's lives, he's weeping bitterly. What's going on? What's happening here? I am Joseph. I know the brothers were probably, what are you crying? What, what's going on? They probably had no idea what was going on. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his, the brothers were speechless. Obviously, Joseph had known all this time who he is, but they had no clue, and they're just speechless. They can't even, what? Joseph, they just are in total shock because they have not been expecting, this was the last thing in the world they expected. And again, they should have because so many clues, so many clues, and the dreams that uh, it, they should have, we should recognize our Lord when he, anyway, they were stunned to realize Joseph was standing there right there in front of them. Please come closer. He said, so they came closer and he said, I'm Joseph, your brother whom you sold into slavery. Don't be upset. Don't be angry with yourselves for selling me into this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine has ravaged the land for two years and will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace, and the governor of all of Egypt. So our Lord Jesus is the governor of the world, of the, all the known world. And he is the one who's who's been sent ahead to, he doesn't mind that, yes, we were, he was mistreated the first time he came, and even about the cross, he went there willingly, he understood, he knew he was to, to go to the dungeon, but that now he's like, I came here for this reason, to save the world, to save the whole world, don't be angry with yourselves, it's, I, I'm not mad, I'm not, I'm not having revenge, they're still afraid he's having revenge, no, he's not having, he has, <laughs> no, he, that's not his art at all, that's not Joseph's, and that's not our Lord Jesus's either, so anyway, I just wanted to share that with you, isn't that a wonderful story, imagine that, with our Savior revealing himself to us, like I told you the story the other day of Nathaniel, how he knew, he recognized the Lord Jesus, you're the son of God, you're the son of God, so let's be ready, let's listen, Let's watch for the clues. Let's let's watch for him, and uh, to save the world. And I just I just uh, I wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that you really enjoy that and and just are excited because the Lord Jesus is going to reveal Himself. He's going to reveal Himself. I 
and I'm just praying we'll all get to sit tight and live to see it because I just think it's going to be very, very soon. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this beautiful story. Thank you that you're willing to go to the cross. You're willing to be put in the dungeon. You're willing to, 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 to be mistreated and that you, you know, everything that's going on and we're going to be a total shock. I'm sure, but you know, the end from the beginning and that you've come to save many, many lives. Lord, I thank you that you are coming, that there's going to be a great harvest. You're not coming to, to condemn. You didn't need to go through all this to condemn. <laughs> We're condemned already, but you came to set us free from Pharaoh, from the central banksters, from the, from the enemy. You come to set us free to the, uh, an amazing liberty uh, that we're going to enjoy. We thank you, Lord, that you came to save the world, to save us. Thank you for all that you're doing to save people all over the world, all over in North Korea. We uh, thank you for your, what you're, you've done in Saudi Arabia. We thank you for what you're doing in Russia. We, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will set everyone free in Iran and in Venezuela and in our country. Set us free from the lying lips. And uh, we ask that you would cause all their, their power to come to nothing. And we pray that all those who are trying to reveal the truth, that you would just bless their way, give them strength, give them confidence. Lord, uh, thank you for the hashtag walk away movement. Just have more and more and more every day. Wake up and help us all to be ready to see you as you reveal yourself. We we love you. We're so excited that you are assuming your role as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You surely are worthy. We pray all these things in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Have a great day.